open your eyes to the skies. It's time for Spaced Out on 95PFM, thanks to the Stardome Observatory and Planetarium. Space Jet. Hello, Josh from Stardome. Kia ora, no. how's it going? Kia ora, mate, how's it going? My name is Big Hungry, I don't know if we've officially met. How's it going? We haven't, no, but uh, nice to meet you virtually. Well, welcome. Welcome to me. Kia ora, thank you. <laughs> have, uh, have things settled down at the start home now that all these uh, pesky children are back in school? Excuse me, John. Oh, well, you know, for two weeks we get the pesky kids from home, but now we've got the pesky kids from schools. Uh, so back into a regular routine, pretty much. <laughs> oh, nice one, nice one. Now, uh, what's first, uh, first up for uh, Space News? This afternoon? Um, yeah, we had a couple of things. Um, I know last time we spoke, we had uh, the Ingenuity helicopter had just flown a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, now it's kind of basically NASA's kind of announced that it's basically finished its primary goal, which was, you know, just a proof that flight could work on Mars. Uh, so now we know it does work. Um, so its primary goal is now moved to kind of being a scout for the rover. Mm-hmm. Um, and during its last flight, the rover actually captured audio. So it had a microphone turned it on. And for the first time, we could actually hear, um, you know, the martial winds, and then this kind of really strange, dull kind of humming noise, which was the rover, uh, the helicopter itself flying. So, yeah, it's kind of interesting to hear because um, it gives you a sense of how kind of different sound would be on Mars because, you know, the air is super thin. So, I've got it. Uh, sound it up. Should we have a little? Yeah, hard. It's hard to. Um, Basically, it's pretty hard for sound to travel on Mars just because the air is so thin. So it's very kind of literally otherworldly-like. It sounds scary. Yeah, it's um. If you got bass or headphones, it's uh, it's pretty interesting. It is very deep for sure. Yeah. Oh, and then the circle ingenuity there. So there you go. Actually, Mars looking a little bit brown. Not <laughs> yeah, looking, I mean, not looking its usual down, red self. Is that because of the human interaction? Or? Oh, I mean, it's actually because of the. Uh, it's got iron oxide on the surface. If you think like uh, like a nail, it goes rusty. It's a kind of reddish color. Okay. Um, that's. Basically, what gets Mars is kind of that brown hue. So, if we go and comb Mars, it'll sort of have a fresh little redness under the. the... Uh, yeah, probably should. Yeah, might be, need a bit of sweeping. That's a pretty dusty <laughs> place. <but. laughs> Start a campaign to get the redness back on Mars. Yeah, yeah, hard on. There's a good plan. <laughs> get ready. The, there's actually a great uh, Give video. Give a sweep up. Elon's coming on this trip, guys. There's a great video up on the NASA <laughs> website uh, where you can catch the little helicopter flying past. And hear this wind yep. that you're listening to right now. Someone's sampling the solar wind right now and like side chaining it to a kick, and we've got a song. You know what I mean? <laughs> Definitely, yeah. My space kick. <laughs> now, SpaceX's Starship SN15 has successfully landed. Um, you've put a note here without exploding. Yeah, it's um, yeah first kind of successful landing with without a, an explosive ending. Uh, so it's kind of, I guess, fifth time lucky. So the first two uh, basically hit the ground, exploded. Uh, the third one did actually land, but it landed too hard. It exploded a couple oh, minutes after landing. Jesus. Uh, fourth one exploded mid-air, um, whereas this fifth one, they've, yeah, they've actually landed it. So it's, um, it's a really big achievement for them, especially just you know weeks after NASA giving them that contract to actually use this particular rocket um, to get them back to the moon. So, yeah, it's a really big leap forward for SpaceX and NASA. So this is the rocket that people would return to Earth in, potentially? Yeah, so the, the whole thing itself is kind of like a spaceship slash rocket, so eventually mm. it'll have like a booster that's kind of the bottom longer part that'll be taking it into orbit, and then they plan to have kind of a lunar-styled uh, space, 
spaceship for mm. landing on the surface. So yep. that's that's planned to take astronauts down to the surface and then back to Earth on yes. the NASA Artemis program. Okay, so they're not exploding, but it's kind of quite crucial here. Uh, very crucial. Write that, write that down. Write that one down. <laughs> Uh, now, NASA's OSIRIS-REx uh, space, oh, spacecraft has, has left the asteroid Bennu, which is the one where it um, has gone to take samples out of. Oh, my God, and it's coming back to Earth. This is like species what or if it's got alien life on it. Life. Well, oh, that would be great fun, wouldn't it? I don't um, know. Have you seen yeah, that no, movie Life uh, with Jack Gyllenhaal in it? Well, it literally it reminds <laughs> me of that movie. Um, <laughs> really? Oh, fuck. Fun, <laughs> oh, that's heavy, that movie. Yeah, maybe a bit scary. Probably not from Bennu, but um, yeah, okay. it, it's also just, a, I guess, one of the lesser-known missions from NASA. Right. Um, but yeah, in a couple of years, when we get these samples back, you know, a lot of people have said, well, why do we care about space rocks? But um, yeah, kind of interesting. Yeah, Asteroids bro. are kind of like, I guess, time capsules. They kind of represent, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, what, what space was like billions of years ago and the planets were forming. So, mm. you know, the more we understand about those, the kind of better better idea we have of you know planetary formation and you know eventually those big questions of you know how did life actually form on earth getting no. to the meaning of it how do they yeah, do they know how question. old Bennu is well, you know obviously they decided John, that's rude even they for decided, an um, <laughs> that they would go to this particular asteroid but why fuck i love the word asteroid yeah so it's i guess you know there were multiple asteroids they could have chosen but one of the properties they knew of Bennu is um, it did have kind of water molecules on the surface, or at least within the asteroid itself. Mm. Um, and it was kind of considered to be one of the, the older asteroids. So kind of the older something is um, going back to the formation of, you know, the sun and the planet. So, you know, four and a half-ish billion years ago, um, the older something is, the more that it's going to kind of keep that history. And, mm. you know, it's better for scientists to understand and study. So, yeah, basically, the older you are in space, the better you are at uh, keeping a record of what's been going on. Fair. Nice one, nice one. Now, uh, this, the Chinese rocket has fallen sli- safely to Earth. I was worried that it might come crashing through my bedroom um, roof. Uh, Only if you live in the yeah. Indian Ocean, John. I guess I aim for the ocean, don't they? Yeah, it's, uh, oh, I don't know if you saw the titles, um, the media titles, but it was highly sensationalised. I keep saying that it oh, was really? heading for Wellington. I, yeah, I'm not really sure where. Like it would have been um, something like, Chinese stuff. rocket may kill you yeah. or something like that. Yeah, it? like it's going to, you know, it's aimed right for Wellington. It's like, <laughs> oh, not really. They don't care <laughs> about you. Home, yeah, classic. Yeah, but um, no, it ended up just falling over the ocean, burning up safely, um, which, yeah, that, that seems to be the case with most of the space debris, essentially. Is there any sort of uh, mission to retrieve the parts which may have survived the re-entry? Chuck them on eBay kind of thing? Oh, I mean, it's, I guess it's one of those things of finders keepers. Um, you know, a lot of stuff that falls to the earth, often it eventually belongs to wherever it lands. Right. Um, I remember there was one of the old American space stations that, that burnt up in the atmosphere, but it was big enough that it actually landed in Western Australia um, on a farm. So, yeah, this farmer just had pieces of a space station uh, in his backyard, and he got to keep it. So I believe it's in a museum somewhere. <laughs> mm, sick. Nice one, nice one. Wait a minute, it's in a museum. You didn't get to keep it. Oh, oh I think we've got uh do we read out these texts, John? We've got some powerful looks like, like flat earth texts. Well kinda. It's that's sort of a zone. I can't read it from over oh. here. I don't know if I want to read it. Okay, no. Maybe we'll wait till after we've we've We'll form uh, a relationship a, a with you, Josh. Chat, yeah. And then we'll yeah, come back yeah, to before some you <laughs> Let me just say, the word aliens is in the text, so...
Okay, no, I do like aliens, just not flat earthers. Now, what's happening in the night sky at the moment? Um, what do we have in the night sky? We've only got one planet to see, which is Mars. That's out in the uh, west. That's after sunset. Um, kind of a boring time. There's not even really that not red either. So. Yeah, I mean, even in Auckland, just because of you know light pollution, there's not a huge amount to see. Right. Um, but yeah, just kind of waiting till we get a couple more planets to rise in the evening. But there is a, a lunar eclipse on the cards. Excuse me. Yeah, we do actually. So that is, I guess, one thing we've got coming up. Uh, a couple of weeks, I think it's on the 26th. Um, so we've got a lunar eclipse. That's, you know, you probably heard of like the blood moon. That's when the moon goes, you know, a beautiful red hue. Mm. Um, so we've got a lunar eclipse moon going behind the Earth and turning red. So kind of fingers crossed for clear skies. Um, I know a couple of years ago we had one and we were, we were clouded out here at the start of um, but if we miss this one, we've got another one in, uh, I think, November. There should be a second one. Nice. Is there a spot, like, above the clouds where we could chuck a telescope? Or a, te- a telescope, kind of like they do in Hawaii. You know, you, like, drive up through the clouds, apparently, to get to that big old... Yeah, honestly, I don't think any mountains in New yes. Zealand are tall enough. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it would, be, it would be a good idea, though, but, yeah. Anything above the clouds would be a grave, yeah. That's enough. It's enough that you said that it was it was a good idea. That makes me feel great. So just, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll pass it off. And I see you're uh, screening Interstellar at the Stardome, which is a ripper of a movie, really. Book the bookshelf of Doom. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, it's just yeah, visual masterpiece. Um, Christopher Nolan's Interstellar. So mm. yeah, we'll be screening that uh, next Wednesday here at the Stardome. So yeah, I, I've had a um, quick look at it on the big screen. It's it's pretty awesome. So yeah, if, if anyone missed out on actually seeing that film in cinemas, kind of on the big screen, then yeah, definitely head down and um, watch it. Yeah, it's a rewatcher anyway for sure. Had, yeah, I'll totally. read this one yeah. text in. I kind of like this new science guy. <laughs> oh, okay. I think that's directed at you, mate. So. <laughs> and well, thank uh, you. the Good meaning luck. of everything is forty-two. Thanks, EJ. Yes, for yeah, sure. we've known that since the film came out, though. Okay, so. <laughs> A uh, big ups to the Stardome, and uh, nice to uh, meet you, Josh. Yeah, you too. Kia no worries. We'll uh, check in with you in a fortnight's time. And everyone, uh, you can All head right. along to at stardome.org.nz for um, more info. All right, kia ora. I'll see you then. See you, mate. See you, bye. Kaki we are docked. That was spaced out on 95 BFM, thanks to the Stardome Observatory and Planetarium. 